Geek So To Speak is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hey, Wonder Rob! <laughs> hey, Shaw! How's it going, Wonder Rob? Oh, you know, can't complain. <laughs> That's great. You're right, it is great. They keep laughing. Uh, we're trying to record a podcast here, guys. We haven't said anything that's funny. Stop laughing. Look, shut up. All right, all right, never mind. Oh, so you guys want to hear a joke? Tell him a joke, Shaw. All right, maybe I will. How about this one? Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Because the pee is silent. Go fuck yourself. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move of Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie Proud! Bazers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is strong! Geek so to speak! Where you belong! Geek so to speak! 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. My name is Shaf, and I am one half of this dynamic duo. With me on the line is the vision to my Wanda. May I present to you the wonderful Wonder Rob. How you doing, Wonder Rob? Hey, everybody. Glad we got that studio audience out of here. Yeah, they were doing no good helping us out. No way, no how. <laughs> I'm doing great, Shaw. Thanks for asking, pal. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, you are joining us, fellow geeks, for episode 137. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, here's what we're all about. We're your source for all things geek. We're talking about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, you name it, we're going to talk about it. Um, and we have an awesome show for you. We always uh, uh, front end this thing with plenty of geek news, and then we back end this thing with a, a massive... 
<laughs> main topic. And uh, today's episode is no exception. We are thrilled to bring you finally something from the MCU. It only took what almost a couple of years. Uh, we have <laughs> WandaVision to enjoy. So uh, we're going to talk about our first impressions with the episodes one and two of WandaVision. Now, um, if you're not already a subscriber, please, please, please smash that subscribe button. And uh, if you're feeling, uh, you know, a little generous, how about uh, rate us five stars? How about review us? It doesn't take very long at all. In fact, on Apple Podcasts, they make it supremely easy to rate and review us. There's a little bonus. If you do so, we like to give you a little shout out on the podcast, but we don't just do it any old way. We get down and dirty. We take off our clothes and we do it very sexy. So, um... We get uh, real low voices. <laughs> we put on some sexy music. And I guarantee you, you will be hard pressed to find a better shout out on the podcast. Um, now, <laughs> we have a lot to get to and not a whole lot of time to get to it. So uh, definitely we, uh, we, we like to sort of like start our episodes with getting kind of caught up. Uh, Wonder Rob and I are the best of friends and we talk every single day. Mm-hmm. But this past week, I'm going to tell you, it's been uh, a little quiet on the southwestern front. Um, uh, Wonder Rob and I have not been able to engage uh, in uh, our our banter on a regular basis. We've both been super duper busy, um, and uh, I've got an upcoming move. Uh, Wonder Rob's been uh, basically managing this uh, his business and just kicking butt. And uh, so I haven't really been able to talk to him all that much. So I'm really interested to see, you know, what he wants to share, what, what's been going on for him this past week. So Wonder Rob, please, without further ado, what's new? Oh, man, the mic's been handed over to me. Oh, shoot. I wasn't <laughs> ready for this. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I've been up to this week, Shaf. Nothing really. How about you, pal? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, folks. You Lame. know I'm not going to leave you hanging. You're right, Shaf. I have been super duper busy at work this week. Busier than normal, but it's paying off, you know. Projects and engineering, uh, uh, what's it doozits that I like to work on, are, are they're flying off the shelves, Shaf. So that's the good news. The bad news is, is I've been so busy at work, I haven't had a whole lot of time for my geeky extracurricular activities that you know I likes to do. Oh, yeah. But... That being said, it, it hasn't been all quiet over here. Uh, first and foremost, Shaf, I told you a little bit about this, but uh, not too long ago, as a gift, I received the Lego Mosaic Iron Man oh, yeah. picture. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially what it sounds like. It's a mosaic out, made out of Legos in the image of Iron Man. And I told you this part, Shaf, when I started it, I said, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna knock this. I'm gonna knock this thing out pretty fast. How how hard could it be? It's only three thousand plus pieces. <laughs> oh, and each Lego, it's oh yeah, they're just the a quarter of an inch big. How hard could this possibly be? Uh, I have news for you, Shaf. Since I told you that, I I have yet to finish this Lego project." Because it's taking a lot more time than I anticipated. But here's the thing, Shaf. I'm, I I have a, a, a monkey wrench in the, in the gears because there's 3,000 pieces. There's maybe eight 
or ten colors. So I I took each color and I separated them into their little areas. I put them in little bowls, right? And I'm working on this in my office. So I got the bowls on the ground in my office. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I put my penis in one of the bowls on accident. Oh my God. Okay. I can't believe it. I changed my mind. I do like where this no, is going. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a little there's a little um, rascalian who lives in my house with us, uh, <laughs> a little Dennis the Menace, if oh you will, uh, who who's one of his favorite rooms in the house is my office because there's just so much to see. It's so a, much to it's look the at, most so amazing much he wants room. To get his little hands on. Yeah, it's the most amazing room. I'm gonna model my room in this next house after yours. I'm gonna try and harness the Wonder Cave. Uh, or I'm sorry, the Cave of Wonders, uh, as I like to call it. I don't know if you've called it that, but I like to call it that. Um, the Cave of Wonder, Rob. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's so beautiful inside there. I hope that, you know what you should probably do? I don't know if you've done this yet on on our social media stuff, but you should take some pictures of your office for our, our listeners to to check out because it is a beautiful thing. Oh, well, maybe I will. Maybe I will. You know, not to get too off track, but since we are talking about my office, over the last uh, few weeks or months even, I have slowly but surely been outfitting my office with uh, the Philips Hue smart lights. Mm -hmm. There are six in my office right now. There's uh, two behind my television, two behind my computer monitor one in the main lamp and then one off in the corner. And the upside to this, Shaf, is now if I want my office to be what I call the Phoenix Suns office, where every other light is purple and every other light is orange, I can do that. But the downside is, Shaf, <laughs> I didn't realize this, is that the light switch no longer works. <laughs> in my office because they're smart lights and they're they're waiting to be turned on via the app. So every time uh, I come into my office at night to get something, I hit the light switch and nothing happens. Then I go, I roll my eyes and go, God dang it. And I have to go find my phone and then turn on the lights. Um, oh, so man. it's got its pros and cons. But the lights are all synced with my monitor on the computer. So if I'm playing Immortals Phoenix Rising... The whole room is illuminating or deluminating or middle illuminating as I play the game. It is chef's kiss. So I'm gonna need you when you do get to your new office. Yes, we're gonna get you on the path to getting some smart lights all set in that office and Done. synced up uh, for your video games because it is amazing. But my original point before I got before you, you know, made me talk about my office. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> was I have a little rascalian uh, who lives in my house, and he likes to go into my office, and uh, I forgot that I had these little bowls of Legos in my office, and it was the other morning, I, you know, I went in there, woke him up out of bed, you know, got him dressed, went through our whole morning routine, let him out of his room. Usually, he goes straight for the stairs, and we go downstairs to eat breakfast. But this time, he was like, I'm going into my dad's office. But I didn't notice that. I stopped just for a second to pick up some dirty laundry off of his floor and put it in the hamper. Then I go out into the hallway, and he's not 
waiting by the stairs like he usually is. And I go into my office and, of course, flipped over bowls. Oh, no. <laughs> of Legos. And he's just like, yeah, what are these? None of them ended up in his mouth, I'm, I think. But when uh, when we get closer to finishing the project, if I'm missing some Lego pieces, <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, but that was wow. that was the big event of uh, this week. Um, I did buy some comics. I bought the WandaVision, uh, or not WandaVision, excuse me, House of M comics. But we'll talk more about that when uh, we talk about WandaVision. And I've been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. But outside of that, it's mainly been work. Not the... Uh, the popping and locking week that I like to have usually, but you know, maybe next week, maybe next week. But how about you, Shaf? How are things going? Uh, well, first of all, I have a follow up question about these Legos. Now, um, for uh-huh. our listeners that don't know too much about like the particular Lego set that that he's got, it's all Lego studs. We're talking like just little tiny Lego They're pieces. Little things. Like it's not bricks it's not plates it is studs little one they're just by little one. tiny they're so small <laughs> and they get lost because my whole the the floor in my office is carpet uh and so it's and it's it's like a tan color carpet is the best way i could describe it but all these pieces are like gold dark red dark reddish brown they're all mainly like in that family of colors because it's iron man so some of them are actually sort of hard to find <laughs> in, in the carpet. Uh, so yeah, I had a heck of a time organizing everything. Did you decide which Iron Man you're doing? Which uh, which version? I was gonna do the old school Iron Man, Iron Man one, but you know, after looking at them back and forth, I decided to do the the newer Infinity War Iron okay. Man. Okay. They are, they also have the Hulkbuster, but I don't I don't particularly like that design a whole lot. So. I went with the Iron Man from Infinity War. Nice, nice. I think I was I'm leaning towards that on one too. Yeah, I, I have that set as well, and I'm excited to open it once we uh, once we move. Uh, that'll be one of the first things I put up on the wall. So very excited about that. Um, my my past week. Let's see. Uh, I actually wrote down some notes because I always forget. Like I always think to myself, "Oh, I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that." And then I get on the podcast, and it's complete utter meltdown of my brain, and I don't remember the things I wanted to say. But uh, over the past couple of weeks, some things I've done, because I forgot to mention this last week, I finished Ready Player Two. We talked about uh, the... Oh, yeah. We talked about this book on the podcast when it was first like revealed the synopsis. And uh, I remember saying that I was worried that it was going to be very derivative of the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am here to tell you that that past version of me was wrong. Shouldn't have really? been worried. This, this book is just as good as the first one. It does not feel like a rehash. They really take it in a unique direction. Um, I could not put the book down. Uh, I mean, I did, but I mean, I didn't want to. Um, (laughs) When I I was done reading it, I put it down. (laughs) I put it down. I couldn't because it was stuck to my finger. No. Um, Yeah, it was was an excellent read. A lot of fun. I finished it very quickly. uh, And it was like over 300 plus pages. So it was not like a short read, but I was able to really knock it out fast because it was very enjoyable. I'm not going to spoil any of the story for our listeners that want to read it, but just know that it is very interesting it i found it to be kind of timely because i had just gotten for christmas from wonder rob probably the most excellent gift ever which was uh the oculus quest 2 and with ready player one and two being based on the idea of going into a virtual world 
um, every time I put on this headset now, I feel like I'm going into the Oasis or something. It's just like, <laughs> uh, so the timing oh, of reading oh, this book. Oasis. <laughs> Oasis That's bedrooms. a local reference. <laughs> Feels so nice to something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Uh, I think you got most of the lyrics right on that one. Um, but anyway, so I finished that book. That was excellent. So I highly recommend it for everyone who is on the fence. Should I check it out? I think, if I'm not mistaken, they've already greenlit uh, a movie uh, sequel to Ready Player One. How much it's going to be like this book, who knows? Because the for the book readers that remember Ready Player One, it was not like... Uh, the movie was not like the book in many ways. So we'll see what happens. Uh, also, uh, just, I want to say yesterday, maybe the day before, Scott Pilgrim uh, say, uh, Saves the World was available for the complete edition with all the DLC content available on various platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. And I downloaded it on the eShop for uh, 15 smackers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Honestly, that was pretty cheap because the game is is pretty nice. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's one of those side scrolling, um, you know, beat 'em up type games, very much yeah. like Streets of Rage or or um, <clears throat> uh, TMNT, Turtles in Time, or whatever. Uh, and it's it's honestly it's it's fun. I had a tough time figuring out some of the mechanics of it. Like um, <laughs> I was trying to go through it, and I couldn't figure out how to get more lives, like one-ups. I could not figure it out for the life of me how to get a one-up in the game. Could not figure out how to regain my health. So I was just like, is this just a game where you're just trying to get as far as you can before you die? Like, there's really no way not to die eventually. And I'm like, if that's the case, how the hell am I supposed to beat seven evil exes? I can't even get to the first X. <laughs> and I've got it on the lowest difficulty <laughs> I'll tell you level. how... You get good, Shaw. <laughs> you get good. <laughs> get good. So I found out that there's these stores that you pass by, and you can actually go in the in the doorways. And when you go in the doorways, it actually lets you into the store. And then that's when you're killing all these these bad guys that keep coming, trying and like punch you and kick you. You uh, earn uh, coins, and so you can spend that money at these shops and get power ups, basically. Um, so now I'm going to come at it from a different angle. I should be a lot better. I will tell you, I did finally beat the first evil X and, uh, the game is fun, man. Soundtrack is cool. The graphics are fun. Cause it's, it's sort of it, very, very reminiscent of the graphic novels. Um, and, uh, I'm digging it. So I was playing that and, and to, uh, to really round out my experience over the past couple of weeks, I watched tenant for the first time. Oh, and Wonder Rob, I know is I told you this. Is it Tenant or is it Tenet? Tenet. <laughs> it's Tanuki suit. <laughs> no, it's 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 Tenet. Tenet. Do they say the word Tenet in the movie? Oh, a bunch of times. Okay, because we didn't get to watch it. That was on our uh, official Excel sheet of things we're going to be reviewing in 2020 before the whole world went to hell in a handbasket. So I still haven't watched it. Oh my God, it's so worth it. I was actually really bummed after watching it that we didn't review it. Because had we reviewed it, it would have been definitely in my top five movies for 2020. It might have even been my takeaway on the Geeky Award for best movie. So, Oh, really? Yeah. You're, are you retroactively changing your vote? No, I can't because I didn't watch it in 2020, so it doesn't count. All right. All right. I but mean, I we say, make up the rules, but no, no, all right. Yeah, but if <laughs> if I if I had watched it in 2020, then I absolutely would have 
I'm not going to say it was my number one, but I was going to say it would be in my top five and it might even be my number one. Okay. Um, All right. So wonder Rob, you got to watch it. I want to hear your thoughts about this movie benefits from multiple viewings. I will tell you, um, afterwards, uh, Darth Vibbert, our corrections department, uh, and I had a few conversations back and forth. This guy had, had been just dying to talk about this movie with somebody. And I, I'm so glad that I finished the movie so I could chat with him <laughs> with it. Cause he had all the scoops uh, one could possibly want to know about this movie. And he gave me a bunch of YouTube videos with helpful um, like breakdowns of stuff so I could understand. Cause the plot is dense. Uh, there is a lot happening, a lot that you don't get right away. And then once you do get it, you makes you want to go back and watch it from the beginning again. So, um, but I don't understand what people had an issue with this movie. This movie is excellent. Oh my God. It's, it's in probably one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies at this point. So anybody that had a problem with Tenet, they can come fight me because wow. it's really good. You heard it here, folks. Geek, so to speak, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Shoot him a line. Yeah. And I, I live in California. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Wonder Rob. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's been my week other than just working, 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 packing, 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 and uh, trying to keep my baby alive, which I've been doing a very good job of that. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, one. One quick thing, we don't have to dwell on this, but it just popped into my head. One other thing that's been going my way this week, Shaf, Drag Race is back, my dude. Oh. Not only is Drag Race back, but Drag Race UK is back also. That means, you know I'm guns to watch two separate seasons of Drag Race for the next few weeks. Bam, bam. So Drag Race UK uh, is is the entire cast on lockdown, um, <laughs> trying to avoid a, a mutant strain. Is that is that happening? Or well, they filmed these months in advance, actually. Okay, but this this uh, latest episode or latest season of Drag Race, essentially everybody had to take a COVID test and pass it, and then they quarantined, and they're all like living in a hotel, essentially. So or they're they're. They're quarantined in a hotel and they're doing the show. So the show's the same show that it's always been, but they're just taking their precautions. But anyways, this isn't a Drag Race podcast. That's for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> for our Drag Race podcast. <laughs> we, we need to get on that Patreon. <laughs> or we need to get our OnlyFans <laughs> or something. Geek, so to speak, OnlyFans. That's what we need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. We're adding something new to the podcast. Uh, Wonder Rob, uh, myself, and Darth Vibbert, we talked, and it, we came to the, the realization that we have a corrections department, but never once have we actually corrected ourselves with the corrections that are provided to us by the corrections department. Well, to be fair, we've been getting the corrections every single time we ask for the corrections. We've just not been uh, bringing those back <laughs> No, podcast. yeah, we've never shared them so, before. <laughs> so we're going to make an effort to rectify that, because if there's one thing Shaf and I are passionate about, it's our rectums. Yes. So we're going to rectify <laughs> that. 
That's right. That, so, this is the kind of quality podcasting you can expect in 2021. Like and subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> now, I will say this. Uh, the corrections we have for you, these are these are not like super duper in the past. Obviously, we're just starting it now, but we're only worrying about the previous episode. So if you've been following us and you listen to episode 136, which, by the way, was a doozy of an episode because it was our Geeky Awards, our third mm-hmm. annual Geeky Awards. And um, uh, we had just a blast recording that one. Um, but there were a few things that were said either by us or actually by the corrections department that were wrong. So I want to take a quick moment. Yeah. I want to take a quick moment and correct us and then also correct the corrections department. So, (laughs) all right, let's hear this. Here we go. Let's keep a tally. Yeah. So I only actually have a couple of things. So this is not a, we did really good apparently. Uh, because there was only a couple of things we got to sort of like fix. Here we go. So um, the we mentioned Onward, which was one of the movies that we saw back in 2020. Uh, and uh, the corrections department wanted us to know that it had an early release on February 29th, interestingly enough, uh, with a wide release mi- March uh, 6th in theaters. And then it went to Disney Plus after the pandemic shut theaters down. Now, um, I remember saying on this episode, because here's the thing. We don't even remember the stuff that we say on the podcast. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm not going to go back and listen to myself again. That's not how this works. We're, we're recording ourselves so you can listen to us, not so I can listen back to myself. I don't want to do that. Um, but I remember saying that Onward was a Disney Pixar film. As it turns out, it was a Pixar film, not a Disney Pixar film. Yes, it was put on Disney+, Plus, but it is a Pixar film. So that was the correction. Well, doesn't Disney own Pixar? True, but it's not a joint collaboration like some of the movies uh, can be or tend to be. Okay, so you wouldn't call it a Disney Marvel movie. Correct. You would call it a Marvel movie. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you this one, corrections department. Now, that was a pretty minor minor error on my part. But what I will say is the corrections department had to issue this correction for themselves. And that is that, uh, during the in review with the corrections department, a newer segment that we will do, and I'll, we'll introduce in a moment. Um, we gave Darth Vibbert a chance to list out his best movies, his best TV shows. And he chose Watchmen, the miniseries on HBO as his number one TV show for 2020. Here's the rub. Uh, Watchmen didn't come out in 2020. It came out in, 2019 so basically he gave an award he gave an award to a tv show that wasn't even eligible well i guess you're not invited back to next year's geekies (laughs) unless you mop the floor that's right so it's i'm giving him shit but it's nice to correct the corrections department every once in a while because we get corrected (laughs) we get corrected all the time (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's that's the beauty of the corrections department. Yeah, they're doing their job. (laughs) That's right. So we we thank Darth Vibbert for all his hard work, letting us know about stuff, and we'll keep you posted if there's anything uh, in this episode that we say from here on out that is incorrect. You'll hear about it next week. Um, But with that in mind, one Rob and I are proud to present to you. uh, Before we get into any geek news, we want to take a quick moment and hear from Darth Vibbert with a special segment that we like to call In Review with the Corrections Department. Hey, uh, back with another uh, In Review with the Corrections Department. 
Uh, this week I wanted to talk about Cobra Kai. Uh, me and my son have been watching it. Uh, season three just came out on Netflix. We watched the first two seasons uh, a little while back, uh, but I introduced him to the films a few years ago and he's really enjoyed them and he's watching the show with me and we both enjoy it. So it's been really fun to have something as a father and son together that we both equally enjoy. What I really like about it though is just like how it takes place 30 years after the films and there's like little nods and here and there to the stuff that happens with uh, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. So if you're a fan of the movies, you'll spot little Easter eggs and whatnot. Uh, my question for you guys is that you've done the superhero showdown, but what if you did a karate showdown? Uh, which one of you would be on Cobra Kai and which one of you would be on the Miyagi-Do and which one of you would win? All right. So, um, last I listened to this, he said he was talking about Cobra Kai and watching it with his son. So that's cool. He also didn't make fun of us. So that's cool. Uh, he didn't have anything negative to say about us. So that's cool. <laughs> so cool. Thanks. So cool. So anyways, um, that uh, was a quick little bit from our corrections department. Now, Wonder Rob. Uh-huh. I have my whiskey in my hand. I know yeah. uh, you're on your second bottle of wine. Uh-huh. And um, I think it's time for some geek news. Wait, wait. Don't wait. play the bumper. Don't play the bumper, Shaf, because if I, if I remember correctly, didn't the corrections department ask us a question on who would be... A karate fighter oh. who would be fighting each other in karate? Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I didn't get... I, I listened to the whole thing, but I didn't listen to it most recently, and I forgot that part. Thank you for thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to re-record it? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Or should we leave this <laughs> in, Definitely <too>? don't. <laughs> no. Okay. So... Uh, okay. Well... Thank you for letting me know. Yes. Which faction would you be and why? And who, based on our choices, who would who would beat the other in karate, in the ancient art of karate? Well, he said the factions, but I don't remember them. So I'm just going to say the like the Miyagi team or the red red shirt guys is what I'm going to okay. say. Okay. Okay. So that's who I'm you like, are? I would be on the Miyagi side. Who are you? The Miyagi side. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I got another confession to make. I haven't seen Karate Kid <laughs> at all. <laughs> not, um, not a single one of so them. Not I'm, one, two, three. Uh, not the next Karate Kid. Not the new Karate Kid. Not Willow Smith or whatever his name is. Jaden. Jaden. Or Cobra Kai. I am a virgin and I've never watched Karate Kid. So. I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm going to have to step away from this and say that I am neither of those uh factions but I am a ninja turtle Donatello. So who would win in a fight? Cobra Kai uh Mr. Miyagi red shirt again I I haven't seen the show or the movie <laughs> so I don't know what I'm saying. But who would win in a fight? Shoffs whatever he picked or me Donatello the smartest ninja turtle? Safe to say, Donatello. And See, I, uh, am no, there's a, pro- there's a problem with this. Kid. There's a problem with this. You don't actually have any ninja training. Why? Do you have pizza or something? 
<laughs> yes, Excuse I know that'll give me? you pizza power, but I'm going to make sure you're not anywhere near pizza. No, what I'm saying is you don't have any karate skills. I went, I actually have, be, I have medals. I have trophies for karate. I, I have trained as a karate person. <laughs> Hold up. A martial Hold artist. Up. Yes. You're saying that I personally have no ninja training in this hypothetical situation where you were under this faction for Karate Kid and I was under the faction of the Ninja Donatello. I don't think that's what he was saying. I think what he was saying is who would win in a karate fight. And the truth is I actually would totally win in a karate fight because I actually Here's the have thing. trained no. karate. Shotokan karate, just to put it out there. I was a yellow belt two stripe. It goes white belt, orange belt, yellow belt. No. And then I moved Here's out to thing, Arizona. Sean, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm about, I'm about to blow your mind right now, and you are going to concede. Here's the reason why. The true ninja master, the true art of karate, you don't fight, Shaf. You don't start fights. You end fights. You only use the power of ninja as a last resort so we wouldn't actually be fighting okay boom i do win <laughs> thank you so much corrections department for that question that almost turned into a full-blown superpower showdown debate it's true <laughs> but we only have so much time <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> also if we if we didn't actually remember the question that you asked uh, just let us know. Put that in your corrections list for next week, and we'll make an effort to listen to the question one more time before we start recording. <laughs> Shoff. <laughs> what do you want from me? What do you All right. Now me? you can play the bumper. Play the bumper for Geek News. Geek News! Nude. News. Nude News. Okay, so time for some geek news. We have a ridiculous amount of stories to get to. And as I mentioned, not a lot of time to get to them. So we're either going to be talking at double speed or we're going to have to really kind of shorten our explanations on some of this stuff. But all right. As is tradition. We wasted enough time. (laughs) Yeah. As is tradition, um, we always let, if I'm introducing the episode, then Wonder Rob gets first pick. So we've got a smorgasbord of movie news, TV news, and video game news. So Wonder Rob, what do you want to talk about? Uh Uh-huh. What do you want to talk about? uh, Let me me hit you. I will. I'll hit you with some geek news. Here we go. So you remember Avengers Endgame Shop. I do. I'm going to spoil Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it's the number one movie in the world. We've all seen it, but just in case you haven't, I'm about to spoil it. Uh, Captain America becomes an old man in that movie and uh, passes over the proverbial uh, title, the proverbial torch to the Falcon, or at least that's what we're left to assume until we watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier later this year. Anyway. Chris Evans is done. He's gone. He's 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 kaput. He's no longer Captain America. He's retired from Marvel. Or is he, Shaf? Mm. Well, I've got some news for you. Uh, out of nowhere this past week, Deadline kicked uh, the doors down to the internet and said that their sources tell them that Chris Evans is, quote, cleaning the dust off of his Captain America attire as he 
is expected to reprise the role in the MCU. Shaw. Now, it's uh, it's still vague, again, according to Deadline, whether the deal is actually closed, but the insiders say it's headed in the directions for Evan to return as Steve Rogers in at least one more Marvel property with the door open for a second film. Uh, unlikely to be a new Captain America installment, but more than likely to be similar to something that Robert Downey Jr. was doing uh, in uh, in Civil War or uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, I do have a lot, lot more to go off of on this story, but first, I want your initial gut reaction, Shaf. You see this story. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> I might have presented this to you guys as, uh, is this buzzworthy or buttworthy? And I think you said buzzworthy. I didn't say either. What do you think? Go back in uh, time to when you first. Well, my immediate response was, say what? I was shocked. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was shocked that we're going to potentially get Captain America back in some capacity. Here's one of the main reasons is he's an old man now. <laughs> like, what's he going to do? That's true. Um, or is it going to be, here, here's the story I want. I want the story of him returning the stones. That's the movie I want. See, that would be, that would be pretty okay. Because then you're going to get the confrontation between him and Red Skull, which is what we all wanted to see. And we all expected we would see, but no. Do you think he would remember Red Skull or Red Skull would remember him? Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Just checking. Just seeing what you thought there. All right. Well, if they if they did make this movie, this isn't the story, but we're getting off track, but I like it. I like where this conversation's headed. If they did make this movie, Shaf, would it be Captain America 4? Or should it be integrated in like, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness or something where we see this alternate reality where where Captain America is going back to return the stones. Hmm. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I, I, well, I think that it's too much it's too much not to make its own thing, right? Like he has six stones to return. So, I mean that how do you suppose Captain America went to out to outer space to return uh, the Power Stone <laughs> to Vormir <laughs> or wherever it was? Well, it, I mean, this guy doesn't he... know anything. He didn't. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He's dumb, and he's a virgin. No, but I, I would assume that all that stuff was pre-programmed in because they used the quantum uh, realm to get to all these places in the first place. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I don't want to disappoint you, Shaf, but after the story broke, not uh, too soon after, Chris Evans chimed in and uh, he hopped on his Twitter and he said, quote, news to me. And that was about it. That was about it. So if you recall... Shaw. In 2018, Chris Evans went on Twitter and said, Officially wrapped on Avengers 4, it was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. 
he's he straight up said he's done. But you know how these Hollywood uh, so-and-sos, especially in the Marvel Universe, likes to lie about what they're actually involved in. We've busted him before. We'll bust him again, Shav. Do you think he's a liar? Put it on the record right now. Say the words, Chris Evans is a liar. Say it. Chris Evans is a large-dicked liar. (laughs) Whoa. You added a little... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little just sprinkle on there of your own personal opinions. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So anyways, that's the story. It's up in the air. There is no confirmation if Captain America is coming back or isn't coming back. But we do know one thing. Shaf has saved those leaked pictures on his phone <laughs> and remembers enough of them to uh, to use them. It's in, my uh, screen. It's, it's on my phone wallpaper. Shows. Excellent. That's what it is. So, hey, nobody's judging you except for <laughs> us. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to keep things. <laughs> I'm going to keep things in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I'm going to move things along uh, towards Disney Plus and the the various Marvel series. Now, uh, some some recent news that came out uh, today. Today, yesterday is what. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, This was through the Hollywood Reporter, uh, as far as where this news article came from. But um, we found out that we're going to have a a very seasoned actor playing the villain in Marvel's Moon Knight, which we know Mm -hmm. is going to be featuring Oscar Isaac as the title character, uh, Moon Knight, who, uh, for those that don't know, is an ex-Marine turned mercenary with multiple alter egos. uh, And he's basically like a conduit to the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, uh, and also all sorts of other stuff, but he's got basically multiple personalities he's suffering from. It's a whole big thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's a whole thing. Of, you guys, it's a whole thing. And he hates Dracula. He hates Dracula so much. Um, now this, I think this is really cool news because the person who's they've got playing the villain for this movie, they announced is Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk was in training oh day. Goodness. He was in, um, uh, something with Winona Ryder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been in, you know, movies. Uh, I'm going to his IMDb that, page right now, Shaw. He was in that thing with uh, Angelina Jolie, Taking Lives. Um, I'm sure these are actual movies he's been boyhood. in. Uh, he's boyhood. He's been in such classics as... The Purge. As, uh, uh, wow, there's nothing good here. I'm looking for something funny to say he's been in, but I can't see anything, Shaw. Oh, White Fang 2, colon, The Myth of the White Wolf. He was not in White Fang 1. He was only in White Fang 2. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got? Mm, Fast Food Nation. All right. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. A classic, Shaw. Moby Dick. All right. He played uh, Starbuck. He was a barista. Uh, let's see what else here. I, I'll tell you what movie he was in that I think is very important to this casting. Hit me, Hit me with it. He was in Daybreakers. I am unfamiliar. Daybreakers is about a world uh, where the entire population is is vampires, and those that are not vampires are basically hiding out, uh, avoiding getting like bit and whatnot. And so basically, like it would be like the world reversed. Oh, here it is. 
In the year 2019, a plague has transformed almost every human into vampires. Faced with an immortal dwindling bud supply. That's right, that's what it says. This is a really weird synopsis. The fractured dormant race plots their survival. Meanwhile, a researcher works with a covert band of vamps. <laughs> I love it. On a way to save humankind. That's a poorly written uh, synopsis. <laughs> I hate it. But, <laughs> but, any, but the point is that he plays a vampire in this movie. And I think that he's going to be playing Dracula in this movie. That's my guess. He's that's Dracula. your official prediction? He's Dracula on this show. That's what's going to happen. Now, uh, the uh, article speaks that it's unclear who Ethan Hawke would play. Um, his arch nemesis, Moon Knight's arch nemesis, is considered a villain named Bushman, who is a fellow mercenary who turned on the hero when Egyptian gold came into the mm -hmm. picture. Now, I don't know much about M Moon Knight, obviously, uh. <laughs> based on the way I described it. Uh, but... I know that they have plans to introduce um, Dracula. He's a moon knight. And I don't think they're going to introduce somebody as big as Ethan Hawke for some weirdo named person Bushman. Come on. They're going big. They're going big. It's going to be Dracula. He played a vampire. You know how Marvel does that. Maybe it'll uh, on the nose casting sometimes. Maybe it'll tie into Blade. Question yeah. mark. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Good. I believe that. Good That's good. I like that. Well, I like you that. know what we do here? We make predictions. Loyal listeners know that when we make predictions on the show, usually they come true. All right. So I'm I I I like this casting. Ethan Hawke, I don't hate the guy. He's not like my favorite actor or anything, but I know he's got a fan base, mainly Shaw. So I can get on board with that. I want all I want is for you to be happy, Shaw. That's all I want. Uh, moving on, Shaf. You want to hear? You want to hear some uh, news about DP? Because I know you love getting some DP, Shaf. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I got my some search history. Ready DP for you. You're gonna be gaping with excitement after I give you this DP. Oh my god! Deadpool three <laughs> will be an R-rated MCU movie, says our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige. Uh, so uh, recently, Shaf. Kevin Feige was speaking with a Collider during a WandaVision press event. And uh, Kevin Feige was asked about Deadpool 3. And uh, being the generous uh, the generous savior that he is, he decided to drop just little nuggets of knowledge for us to salivate over until, I'm guessing, 2024. <laughs> That's my prediction when Deadpool 3 <laughs> is going to come out. Uh, he said this about the Project Shoff. Quote, it will be rated R, and we're working on a script right now. Ryan, Reynolds that is, is overseeing the script. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things that we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. End quote. Uh, the article goes on to say there's been some confusion over whether the MCU would or could include Deadpool, particularly as no Marvel movie has yet crossed into the R ratings, which we all know. Uh, but Kevin Feige confirmed that R rating shop and it will be in the MCU. So um, we'll see. 
we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes, but probably not for a few years. I'll be uh, I'll be on the other side of forty by the time it comes out. <laughs> Man, we're getting old. Uh, no, old is a state of mind, my friend, and I am not old yet. Unless you look at my actual age, then yes, I'm old. <sighs> All right, what else? What else is going on, my friend? Well, to keep things depressing, um, we're talking about age. We're talking about <laughs> yes, <laughs> geek, so to speak, synonymous with depressing. That's what we like to do um, around here. There's been some news going around. We're going to switch things over to the DC EU, if that even still exists. But uh, we're talking about uh, the characters that comprise the the DC universe on screen, and. Um, There's been one character in particular that's been uh, very outspoken about the experience that he had on the set of Justice League being anything but uh, healthy, um, anything but uh, respectful, anything but uh, the right type of experience that one should have. And the person I'm talking about is Ray Fisher, a.k.a. Cyborg, uh, from the movies. Now, there's been a lot of criticism, a lot of stuff in the news over the past months related to the very his, his treatment uh, at the hands of Walter Hamada, uh, Jeff Johns, even Joss Whedon. Um, and I'm not about to rehash all of that, but um, Ray Fisher went to Twitter to confirm that he has actually been removed from the cast of the flash Ooh. movie. So he is no oh longer boy. going to be in flash or Flashpoint, whatever they're calling it. Um, and he goes into a very long Twitter, like double post explaining everything. And, um, honestly, I, I, there's always like more than one side to every story, but in my opinion, if somebody is going to be as outspoken about, his experience, there's gotta be truth to that. You know, like it, he's not making all this up. What reason would he have to do that? He's been cast as cyborg in a superhero movie. The DC is finally kind of kicking things off and figuring out what they're doing right and wrong and doing things better. And it's only going to get better from here. But his experience, uh, with Joss Whedon's behavior, uh, his experience with, uh, Walter Hamada, who is the, is he the, he's the president, right? He's the president of Warner brothers. Yeah. Let's call him the president. That sounds correct. Actually, I thought Yakko, Wacko and Dot were the presidents. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. He's the president of DC films. That's a cartoon reference. Walter Hamada. Um, but he said that Walter's Uh, purposeful. He's no Kevin Feige. I'll tell you that. No, he's definitely not. And even Ben Affleck agrees on that news. Um, uh, but uh, Walter Hamada, <laughs> apparently, according to uh, Ray Fisher, he purposefully attempted to undermine the Justice League investigation in order to protect protect his friend and former co-president, Jeff Johns. And then also uh, Walter made an attempt to protect himself by contributing to the public dissemination of lies and misinformation about Ray and the Justice League investigation in the Warner Brothers Pictures September 4th statement to the rap. So there's just a lot going on, and I don't presume to know the entire story, but I will say that clearly Ray had a bad time. Clearly he was treated unfairly, and the the response that Warner Brothers is making does not seem very fair uh, with what's happening. <laughs> so I feel for him. 
And no. if anything, I'm, but he's better off. If he's had that bad of an experience, then he shouldn't be part of this because it's an awful experience to, to be a part of. So, uh, I'm kind of glad that he's away from it. It's not his, he didn't, you know, it's not his choice, but he's better off without him because if this is really what he's going down and experiencing, then he doesn't need it. Agreed. Let's agree to agree. Shaf. All right. I don't have any jokes to say about that because that's a very serious topic. (laughs) So moving (laughs) on, (laughs) uh, I have a, just a real tiny, uh, quick little piece of news for you. Not much to dig into this, but Godzilla versus Kong Shaf. Well, first of all, who do you think would win, Godzilla or Kong? Godzilla. Without a doubt, Godzilla. Wrong, Kong. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get back to this debate sooner than later, Shaf, because I have some news for you. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong has been moved up, Shaf. The release has been moved up to March. So the answer to this age-old debate, we will not have to wait till the summer we'll just have to wait a measly month a month and a half or so uh there's not a lot more to report on this other than the fact that we're getting it early so just place your bets now folks uh actually maybe i'll put up a poll on the geek so to speak instagram who who would win in a fight godzilla versus kong and then we'll come back to those results when we review this movie i think is what i'm gonna do making a note now jotting it down Next story. <laughs> Next story. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say, I hope that they actually do battle, and I hope they do have a definitive winner, right? Like, it better not be like Godzilla versus There's Kong. There's not going to be a definitive winner. And they fight and fight and fight, and they both get tired, or they fight and fight and fight, and then a third adversary appears, and they have to team up to fight this adversary yeah, together. that's what's going to happen. Right. Like, that's what it seems like most likely is going to be the situation. You took it out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, it's exactly I, the prediction I was going to make. I would there's much rather, be, ju- yeah. There's going to be a third monster. Well, we know that. Um, what would the God- third monster be? Would it be its own franchisee like Godzilla and Kong? Like, what? What's a third monster movie character that it could be? Um, Freddy well, Krueger. No, I think they'll they'll bring Godzilla back versus they'll Kong bring back Ghidorah, but it'll probably be like Mecha Ghidorah or something like that. All right. All right, is we'll put guess. that on the prediction list because we'll put that they on the list too. remember at the end of Godzilla: King of All Monsters, uh, they presented like one of the heads of Ghidorah to like this guy who was uh-huh. they were going to do some sort of like genetic blah 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 with it. So I fully believe they're going to genetically engineer something. It'll be way worse than Ghidorah ever was, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's my guess. They're like, um, see this head. I'm gonna fuck it, <laughs> and then Emma do something else with it, and it'll be a bad thing. Yeah, the combination of my sperm and this head will create a villain with the capacity to kill both Godzilla and Kong at the same time. Guys, I told you we're not supposed to let Carl near the head. <laughs> Who gave Carl clearance? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, moving on. Uh, another bit of just quick news. Quick news is um, uh, Netflix 
is actually going to have a, an animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh, based on the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV <gasps> show. So uh, the oh. official TMNT Twitter provided this synopsis of the upcoming Netflix movie. When a mysterious stranger arrives from the future with a dire warning, Leo is forced to rise and lead his brothers, Raph, Donnie, and Mikey, in a fight to save the world from a terrifying alien species, the Krang. Coming to Netflix in 2021, Nickelodeon. Oh, man. So we actually reviewed uh, this animated series, uh, the first couple episodes back in 2018, uh, on the podcast. So if you want to dip back into the archives, you can check that out. But, uh, um, I remember, I recall us liking it. It was definitely a unique animation style. Uh, the art was unique and, and they, their powers, like their weapons were different. Um, I don't remember loving it, but I also don't remember hating it either. So, um, I think if I recall correctly, you weren't that big of a fan of the animation style that it was, uh, too janky for your, for your yeah, personal I, I, tastes. I don't like when they do that. It, those harsh, like very sharp lines, like nothing's rounded. Everything has to like come to an angular point and everything looks crudely mm-hmm. drawn. It's just not my style. I just don't appreciate that kind of animation. Um, I know it's kind of the thing, but I guess kind of, I really appreciate the older style of animation, the cartoons that I grew up with, and they were nothing like that. So they were not the only cartoon that was drawn that way was Ren and Stimpy. That was the only one back then that was like in that sort of design of having those really sharp points and sort of crude approach. And now everything is like that. That's true. That's true. That, that, that's what the kids like these days. They're doing their dabs and they're doing their TikToks and they're looking at their crude drawings. <laughs> I got my finger on the pulse of the youth, Shaw. All right. Moving on to some, uh, let's talk some TV news. Well, this article that I'm going to talk about, it's it's TV news, but it could technically be movie news. It's, it's living on the edge between both, Shaw. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh my gosh, I loaded the website and a video started auto-playing. I hate that so much, Shaf. All right. Anyway, here's the story. Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige, our lord and savior, once again, on the Netflix show characters, Shaf. You know, the devil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, your favorite, Jessica Jones, and such. Well... Kevin Feige went on record talking about these characters and gave us just a, a little bit of hope... Just a little bit of hope without giving us a clear actual answer because that's what he does best, Shaf. So, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige was asked at a press conference for WandaVision if those characters who had been in the shows like Daredevil, Iron Fist, etc. were finished when Netflix decided to not continue with them. According to Feige, who clearly does not want to rule on this one way or the other... There is still a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. So you're he said, telling me there's quote, a chance. Exactly. He said, everything is on the board. That's one of the fun things about the comics is that the characters would appear and disappear and come and go. All of it is inspiration for the future. There are some great characters and actors from those shows. End quote. 
Now, as uh, you know, Shaf, and as I know, and the American people listening to our podcast know, and some of the Eastern European listeners, and not to mention the Australian listeners, the New Zealand listeners, there's a few who listen to us in Japan, uh, konnichiwa to the Japanese listeners, uh, but if you're not from those places, you probably don't know this. There have been some rumors that Charlie Cox, a.k.a. The Devil, is going to be reprising his role as Matt Murdock or Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. Whether or not it's the same version of Daredevil is uh, really yet to be known, but the rumor mill for quite a while is that he's been involved in this project. And just recently, the the rumors came to a head, Shaf, saying that he has in fact wrapped his filming on this movie. Now, normally, normally, Shaf, I wouldn't give this rumor a second thought because there's no evidence. There's no, there's nothing pointing in the direction of Charlie Cox officially being in this movie. We're just taking the word from the dang internet. But that's what I thought when the internets were swarming that Alfred Molina was going to be in this movie. And I was like, no way. He's too old. He can't do it. His character died. And then, boom, confirmed Alfred Molina. Is it the same thing, Sean? Am I going to get a boom confirmation for for Charlie Cox soon? Oh, Or is it going to be a surprise like when J.K. Simmons was at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, well, I mean, I personally would have preferred a lot of this news related to Spider-Man three or as they're calling it, Spider-Man homecoming three, I would have preferred all of it be a surprise rather than all the news come out that you've got Andrew Garfield, you've got Tobey Maguire, you've got Kirsten Dunst and Alvar Molina, maybe even Emma Stone. I mean, all of that stuff, I would have much preferred to be surprised because I would have lost my absolute shit if all that just happened on screen and I wasn't aware of it coming down the pike. Like if they, they managed to keep JK Simmons a secret, nobody knew about that. There was no news. There was no, like that was a secret. And, but I think it was manageable because he wasn't actually acting with anybody else on screen. Like he was, yeah, he did it in his basement. Practically. He was yeah. just on a green screen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easier to, to hide that kind of a secret, but Man, that would have been so brilliant to have all of this just come out very organically and in the moment. Oh my gosh, we all it'd be like the end game portal scene all over again. All of us would just lose our absolute minds. So, yeah. I'll still lose my mind. I'll still oh, be yeah. very thrilled about it. But I don't disagree. If this was out of the blue, out of nowhere, probably would have blew a hole through my pants and hit the ceiling. That's all I could say. It's probably I think the, what the downside happen. though, is I don't think we're going to really going to get these, these various actors for very much, like especially the Alfred Molina bits, like the Kirsten Dunst oh, sure. and stuff. I think they're going to be like quick cameos and that's that. Like it's not, I think all of us really want to see like a multiverse sinister six, but I don't think it's going to happen that way. Unless they're just using this as this movie as the stepping stone into that. Maybe we'll get a full-blown in live action into the Spider-Verse movie after this. 
based on how well it does. What you know, it's guaranteed billion dollars. I mean, that's a good it's point. gonna make it's gonna make money. Uh, so that could be what's happening, but who knows? Because we also thought we were gonna see a bunch of movies in the theater last year, and we didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We've been wrong before. It doesn't happen that often, but we've been wrong before. Uh, what else is going on, Shaw? Uh, well. Uh, just the other day, uh, this was updated uh, yesterday, we got our first details and first look images. And I'm sorry, I'm taking it back a moment to movies because we neglected to mention this one. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the oh, Mortal shoot. Kombat movie, we uh, found out we got some first pictures of it. Uh, it's going to be uh, in theaters and on HBO Max in April. So we don't have too much longer to wait for it, but uh, it's going to be an R-rated movie. Uh, and the official photos that they shared. They have a picture of McCad Brooks, uh, who is in Supergirl as Jimmy Olsen. Uh, he's playing Jackson, Jack's Briggs. So Mr. Uh, uh, yeah, like metal arms. He's got like the crazy, like cybernetic arms, uh, chin Han as Shang. Oh, we know Jack's. Oh yeah. We know Jack's, mm-hmm. uh, hero. Sonata as Scorpion. I'm really excited about that casting, by the way. That's really cool. Uh, Joe Taslim as sub zero, uh, Tada Nubu Asano as Raiden, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Cece Stringer as Melina, Josh mm-hmm. Lawson as Kano, Jessica uh-huh. McNamee as Sonya Blade, uh-huh. and uh, a bunch of others. But anyways, um, the pictures that we see, uh, we've got a few actually. So we're seeing uh, some of uh, the, a new character, Cole. Uh, we're Boo. seeing... Thumbs uh, <laughs> down. Boo! Cole, get out of here. Uh, we're seeing some interactions between Sonya Blade and Kano. They always have that rivalry, but Kano does not seem to have like his big old like cybernetic eyepiece, like Terminator style. Uh, maybe he gets that at some point in the movie. Maybe mm-hmm. it's more or less implied. Uh, but he, right now he's suffering at the hands of Sonya, which is appropriate. Uh, there's also a shot, and I think this is from the beginning of the movie, uh, between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, a battle between the two of them. Neither of them are wearing masks, um, but it looks pretty vicious uh, between the two of them. Uh, we got some Liu Kang, uh, Kung Lao, uh, which I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Kung Lao, I think, is Liu Kang's uncle or something like that. Maybe. He I could think. be his funkle, his fun uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most likely. And then uh, there's a picture of Jax, uh, and it looks like he's about to rip a loaf of bread in half. I don't know what he's actually got in his hand, but it looks <laughs> but like a loaf sweet of robot arm, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another picture of Kano. He's got some uh, scratches on his face and looks like his eye is red. So there's uh, also some Sub-Zero with his uh, frozen powers. Anyways, the shots are looking really, really good. Uh, there is not a trailer yet for this movie, although there's a lot of really good fan trailers out there that make you think you're watching the correct trailer, but you're not. Um, yes, I got tricked. (laughs) I got tricked and Chav had to be like, you know, that's fake. Right. And then that's when I threw myself into traffic. (laughs) That's when he tried to sell it off. Like he knew all along. I knew it was fake. I'm just, I think it looks good. I still like it. Um, I still like it. I still did like it, Shaf, but <laughs> thanks for embarrassing uh, me on this public forum. <laughs> Apparently, though, this is going to be the first movie to feature fatalities. Ooh, was there any fatalities in the last in in the first Mortal Kombat movie? I can't. 
remember. No. Off the top of my head, if there were. I mean, there were moments where I Shin remember Sung would thinking say, that him, first. But he said, "Your soul is mine," and then he pulled that soul out of that guy. Does that yeah, count? That counts. Well, I loved, loved, loved the first Mortal Kombat movie, Shaf. But then I grew up. I escaped my adolescence, and uh, the last time I watched it, it's been years since I've watched Mortal Kombat. But I remember thinking, wow, it's not as good as I remember. But I am going to make another prediction about Mortal Kombat right now. I feel like when this movie comes out, Shaf, probably the week before, schedule's pending, we're going to do a geek movie torch -er of the original Mortal Kombat to get ready. That's my prediction. Do you think of, of the Mortal Kombat movies that are out there, is the first one really the torturous one, or is it the second one? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It might Annihilation. be the second one. <laughs> You're right. It might be the second one. You're right, Shaf. Maybe we'll do a geek, uh, a geek movie geek torture movie retrospective. Torture? Like yeah. when, remember when we did the retrospective of the Bill and Ted movies? That's true. Maybe we'll do a retrospective style. Okay, I like that. We'll get like back that. to you guys on that. We're, I just, like that. we're shooting in the dark right here. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, we've been told that this movie is going to have tons of gore. It's going to be very, very, very bloody, and uh, and we're going to have fatalities. So we have a lot of violence to look forward to. It's going to be true Mortal Kombat, very, very, very raw and vicious. And yes. hopefully somebody pulls somebody else's spine, skeleton, and, like, skull right out of their body. That's what I – if we're talking fatalities, we better get, like, real fatalities. Like – and I want to hear somebody yell, Toasty! I'm going to tell you one thing. If I don't get a scene in this movie where Jax or anybody goes to finish him and instead of brutally murdering him, balloons fall down from the air and he pulls out a cake and then doesn't hand it or does hand it to the other person and then starts tap dancing and then there's confetti everywhere and horns and lots of bright lights and it says friendship. I'm deleting my HBO Max subscription. <laughs> I am deleting it. Or maybe a babality. Or remember animalities? Remember when you were a kid and you'd be talking about Mortal Kombat with your friends and you'd be like, Have you heard of the nudalities? <laughs> oh yeah. You oh you haven't done the nudalities? Oh, you gotta try the nudalities. And you would like try to figure it out and you would just go to bed hard and lonely. <laughs> oh, that didn't happen to you. <laughs> I mean, me neither. I just heard I heard about this sort of thing when when people were playing Mortal Kombat when they were kids. So don't uh, repeat any of that information. When, for the animalities, did they call them animalities or did they call them bestialities? <laughs> <laughs> Shaf with another zinger right off the dome. <laughs> This is why we're your geek news podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, moving things back to TV, because that's what we were talking about. Um, this news uh, this news comes from IGN. Uh, specifically, it's about Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings prequel series, uh, which is going to be delving into the second age. So... Um, Amazon Prime is going to be bringing to us sort of a backstory of 
the second age of Middle Earth. So uh, we're going to be getting <clears throat> a lot of information about what happened. Now, this is all taking place prior to the events of Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship uh, of of the Ring. It's going to take pr- place prior to uh, the Hobbit and all of those stories. This is way before all of that. So um, I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but it's going to have Sauron be the main villain of this. And this is before he is like cast out and just sort of like an amorphous force and an evilness. Like he's like an actual like bad guy. So it's going to be pretty interesting. And I just want to put it on your radar that we're going to get to see um, more of the second age. Now, for those that are wondering, have I ever seen anything from the second age? Yes, you have. The opening of the Fellowship of the Ring actually depicts the end of the second age. So that's when we see Sauron uh, and he has his ring and he gets his his hand chopped off. Right. So um, that's when the dude takes Mm -hmm. the ring. So that's pretty much going to be the end of the, the second age. So we're going to get to see what happened before all of that in this Amazon prime series. So we can look forward to that. That's all the news I have for that. Just want to put on your radar. Well, that's some, that's a, that's some geeky stuff. Shaf. That's a, that's a little too geeky for me. Just kidding. (laughs) You know, I love it. Uh, Moving on. Let's talk some video Shaf. Uh, Coming up pretty soon here. Shaf. next month, we're getting the release of Bowser's fury on the Nintendo switch, a game that you can guarantee we're going to be reviewing on this geek news podcast. Um, but they, they dropped a, a few little hints, a few little tasty morsels about it. And rather than just wait till we review it, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you right now about the game. Uh, Nintendo explained that Bowser's Fury is going to be a free-roaming experience that is short but action-packed. Shaf, uh, the Bowser's Fury website describes the story of the expansion as Mario is sent to Lake Lapcat. I already hate it. That's a dumb name. Mario is sent to Lake Lapcat, where everything is cat-themed. Oh, boy. And Bowser has gone berserk. Team up with Bowser Jr. to help his dad chill out in this short but action-packed standalone adventure. Oh, you know that's going to be fun, Shaf. Cat-themed island? Tell me that's not your dream vacation, Shaf. Cat-themed island. Uh, I want to play that right meow. Yes. I was waiting for the cat puns. Oh, boy. Uh, The website also confirms that the adventure is free roaming, so maybe more along the lines of Super Mario Odyssey than uh, the Super Mario 3D Land or World game. Uh, You'll be traveling around Lake Lapcat, which we already said. Thanks for repeating the same information twice. We appreciate that. Uh, It lets you unlock the new Giga Bell power-up. Whatever that is, and reignite lighthouses to clear. Excuse me, reignite lighthouses to clear darkened areas. Uh, that sounds a little closer in the approach for Super Mario Odyssey than 3D World's more curated courses, which is exactly what I just said before I got to this part of the article. Suck <laughs> it, IGN. I should be writing your articles. Um, on Twitter, Nintendo added that Bowser's Fury can be selected from the Super Mario 3D World title screen. It is not an endgame level or unlocked by playing the Wii U re-release. Super Mario 3D World, I enjoyed. I was one of the dozen people that had a Wii U. And while it did spend most of its time gathering dust, Shoff, I did play this game. 
Uh, and it was it was pretty good. The Super Mario 3D Lands on the Nintendo 3DS I also really enjoyed. But I think this is a good one to port over to the Switch because it's a it's a solid Mario game in my opinion. It's like a 2.5D game is the best I can put it. It's like semi-open world, but not really. That's the best I can describe it. But you'll see, Shaf, when we review this game in the coming weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Uh <laughs> Yeah. No, continue, continue. No, I was going to say... Tell me uh, what you're looking forward to. The game looks like it. it's sort of... Your your character's always moving. Is that accurate? Not necessarily. It's not like Super Mario Run on your phone. I think that's what it was called. Corrections Department, I just gave you something to look up. We got to have content for next week, buddy. What was the Super Mario mobile game called? Super Mario Run, I think, uh, where it's a constant runner. Um, it's still... It's still... Uh, a 3D open space where you're controlling Mario and you're you're platforming, but it's you don't have free roam of the camera or free control of the camera like you do in say Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Galaxy or Super Mario Odyssey. You're uh... limited to just sort of like a 2.5D angle where you can still swivel it around, but it's not a fully 3D camera. Again, that's the best way I can sort of describe it. But it, it works in these instances because the, the levels are designed to work under that restriction. I see. So, Okay, cool. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Another game I'm looking forward to, this one we'll have to wait a little bit longer for, but it's called New Pokemon Snap. Oh, my uh, God. You got to buy it, Pokemon. <laughs> this is the sequel to the original Pokemon Snap game, which released in 1999 for the Nintendo 64. Uh, and I do remember playing that game. I own that game on Nintendo 64, and I loved that game. Uh, now, this game will actually Was send that players... the one where you had a little microphone? Microphone. No, no, that was... Was there a microphone peripheral for a Pokemon game? I thought that was on, on, on Dreamcast. There was a there was a microphone option. Uh, corrections department, get on it. Two things. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember there being the microphone on the Dreamcast because yeah, there was that game called Seaman. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like unfamiliar. Yeah, I can't believe that game exists. That's amazing. That he's That's- just. Shouting kudos, Seaman, Seaman. Kudos to you for bringing up Seaman because there's not a lot of Seaman talk on this podcast when, <laughs> no. when it's referring to a vid- video game. I know that's so. the rarest version of the Seaman that we talk about. It's yeah. true. <laughs> um, but, anyways, moving back to Pokemon, uh, the last game was 1999 for, po- for Nintendo 64. This game is going to send players to the Lentil region. And uh, just like the last game, you'll be snapping photos of Pokemon in the wild. Um, now, just like the last game, this is an on rails vehicle that you'll be, uh, uh, sort of driving as you take pictures and you'll be given various types of fruit, which will help get the attention of the Pokemon to take pictures and stuff. Um, it's a, f- the, the f- concept is fun. It, it's a nice, easy, casual game. Um, and the trailer looks kind of fun too. So, uh, I think it'd be a fun game to play. I don't think it's game. The game's got a hell of a lot of of uh like replayability unless you're really just trying to as they say catch them all so i would argue that it doesn't have a hell of a lot of playability 
<laughs> well, that's what we felt about uh, Sword and Shield. And uh, <laughs> I tell yeah, you what, yeah, Wonder Rob, I am I am not going to make you buy this game. You do not have to buy unless new Pokemon Snap. Unless we're really desperate for content. It's true. Then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's right. the news about that. All right, April let me tell you 30. something. I got I got a little tidbit of news, not a whole lot to dig in on this one, but it was uh, dropped earlier this week that Ubisoft, everyone's favorite uh, video game developer, uh, if you like abusive uh, business practices, that is, uh, is making an open world Star Wars game, Shoff. Uh, they're partnering with the newly launched Lucasfilm Games to make an open world game based in the Star Wars universe, according to Wired. Anyway, uh, this apparently signals the end of EA's previous exclusivity deal regarding the development of Star Wars video games, which I cannot say kudos to enough because EA makes bad games. Um, <laughs> short, of, short of Tiger Woods 2004. That was my jam back in 2004, Shaf. Uh, Wired also reports that the game will make use of Ubisoft's massive Snowdrop engine, uh, which is the same one used for The Division 2, if you're familiar, Shaf. But it said Lucasfilm Games hasn't revealed when and where in the Star Wars universe this will take place. Uh, Ubisoft CEO Ives Gulmiant, who I am sure I am butchering his name, but I don't... I. I have no apologies to him because uh, his company last year faced a wave of allegations of sexual misconduct and abuse. So fuck his name, Shaf. Described the upcoming game to Wired as an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that's been done before. (sighs) So, open world Star Wars game, Shaf. On paper, sounds pretty sweet to me. I'm not familiar with The Division, so I can't necessarily compare if, if it's going to be like that game. Great, I'm excited. Or if it's going to be like that game. Great, I'm not excited. But if it's a little more Immortals Phoenix Rising and a little less Assassin's Creed uh, 2, I'll be I'll be fine with it. But I do like the idea of an open world Star Wars game. I do well, like it. Well, yeah. I, I think it's really going to be all dependent on the fact of if you can do space travel. Like it's open world. Yes. But how open world are we saying it's only open world in the sense that you're limited to one planet or is it open world in the sense that you can not only be on land, but you can also be flying in like an X wing from one planet to another or something like that. Like the, that scope is going to be, I think what helps decide whether or not the game is going to be like really fun or not. Cause I don't want it to just be kind of similar to battlefront where, um, like you're, you're playing as granted, you can play as like a a ship flying or whatever, but for the most part, you're playing as a person on the ground and everything is happening around you. Like I want to be able to like, if it's open world, I want to be able to, to buy the millennium Falcon or download it and do the DLC content. And then, you know, take that and fly that around somewhere. Like I, I, it better be more open than we think. Well, it doesn't, what it sounds like you're describing is the outer worlds, <laughs> uh, but with uh, Star Wars <laughs> is what it sounds like. Or um, what's the game that you really liked? The, the the procedurally generated planets game. I'm totally blanking. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, scratch the outer world. Correction, Sparman, you don't have to 
correct me on that one. That's not what I meant. No Man's Sky is what I meant to say. It sounds like you're describing No Man's Sky, but Star Wars is what you want. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. If it's an open world... Yeah, I've, open world to me doesn't necessarily... Or at least even with Star Wars, the thought of going planet to planet didn't really strike me. I was thinking more like giant open maps, like Skyrim style sort of traversal, but it's set within the Star Wars universe. Either one of them sound pretty good to me, though. Uh, so I'll keep this one on my radar, despite the fact that Ubisoft, uh, they have some questionable business practices. But I do like Immortals Phoenix Rising. Would recommend you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just unlocked a phoenix in that game, shop, And now I have a phoenix following me around fighting bad guys. I love it. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It is awesome. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, one more right. story, Shav. Yeah, one more story. Uh, this is also in the video game realm, so you're going to want to grab your fedora, you're going to want to grab your trusty bullwhip, and get yourself ready, because Lucasfilm Games announced that they're also going to be working on a new Indiana Jones game. Now, this is coming from the award-winning studio Machine Games, um, and executive produced by game industry icon Todd Howard of Bethesda Game Studio. Now, this game is supposed to be wholly original, so it's not going to have, um, not going to be dependent on any of the previous movies that we've seen or the the ride at Disney properties. Um, but uh, the teaser that they released this past Tuesday, as far as clues gleaned from it, it kind of seems like it might take place around the Vatican City. Uh, there's a plane ticket to Rome dated for October 1937. Uh, and also the promo included footage of a map for the Sistine Chapel. So don't know what it's going to be about, but we know it's going to be featuring Indiana Jones. And uh, there's probably going to be some snakes. Why there have to be snakes? Uh, I just hope that Bye-bye. they have... Thank you. I hope they have in, uh, Harrison Ford reprising his role in, uh, from a voiceover perspective. I think that'd be awesome. Um, and if it's a bad game, then it belongs in a museum. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Excellent. Excellent. What do you think about this Adam? news? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. Super excited over the idea of an Indiana Jones game. And I think because, to me, it feels like it would be... Like, the the Uncharted games already feel like Indiana Jones games to me. So, are they just going to make an Uncharted game, but with Indiana Jones? Or are they going to take it in a whole new direction? Or are we going to get an open-world Indiana Jones game, Shaf? Or, oh shoot, I just thought of the perfect thing, Shaf. Get ready to have your mind blown uh indiana jones video game makers if you're listening to this which we know you are friends of the show feel free to credit me for this and give me money it's an indiana jones game shaf but it's essentially the spider-man game on ps4 but you're swinging around with your whip (laughs) million dollars killing killing money please (laughs) yes i Um, love it yeah, no, I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Even if they did a video well, game version of the ride at Disneyland, like flesh that out to be a full-fledged story, like that'd be kind of cool. Mm, what's what 
we always call it Indiana Jones. You go to you go to Disneyland and you say you want to ride Indiana Jones. Yeah, let's ride Indiana Jones. What's the full name of that ride? Uh, the Indiana. Now this Jones. is embarrassing because I go to Disneyland oh. all the time. And the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Yes, it hit it hit us at the exact same time. I just had a totally like brain fart on that. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, good to know. Make make a video game out of that. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a lot of geek news, shop, and we're we're like an hour and fifteen minutes into the podcast. I'm I'm guessing question mark yeah. hour and twenty minutes maybe. So let's do this. Take a real real quick break. Just a real quick one. Let's not waste any more time talking about geek news these people are waiting for our review of wandavision so let's scoot let's not let's not make this last any longer shaf we don't want these people to be waiting because they've listened to us so long already so the last thing we want to do is stretch this out for (laughs) any reason whatsoever (laughs) i'm like um what <laughs> Let's take a real quick break. We'll ter- tell you guys, the listeners, that is, where you can find us on social media. And when we get back, we are going to discuss WandaVision. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek Gasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. That's right, we are back. We are done piddle farting around. That's a new word I learned today. Piddle fart. What? Piddle farting? Yeah, piddle farting. Uh, when you right. piddle fart, it means that you uh, basically waste time like doing nothing. That's the first I've ever heard of that word. Yeah. So I, right. I, vowed, well, I vowed to Sarah that I would use this on the podcast in some capacity. So I just found <laughs> a place uh, to use it appropriately, and now we're moving on. So, um, but yeah, we... Uh, we waited patiently, folks. We waited so patiently. Uh, after Spider-Man Far From Home, we had to just sit on our hands and wait. Because Black Widow was supposed to come out, and it didn't. And then it was supposed to come out, and then it didn't. And then it was supposed to come out, and it didn't. And then... Uh, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out, and it didn't. And they switched things around, and WandaVision finally debuted. And they put two episodes in our hands on uh, Friday morning <laughs> and said, yeah. enjoy, and we'll be back next week. And Wonder Rob and I both watched the, these first two episodes, so we're going to bring our first impressions, our first and second impressions, <laughs> and yes. um 
and from here on out, I just want to kind of preface, they are spoilers. So for this, uh, the first two episodes, if you have not yet watched WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, please, please press pause on the podcast. Uh, go back and finish the Geeky Awards. It was a two and a half hour plus episode. It's very unlikely that you finished it. So go ahead and finish that and then come back after you've watched WandaVision. <laughs> no, they finished it. They're true fans. <laughs> and then come back after you've they're watched They're going to listen to it again is what they're going to do. <laughs> and yeah. uh and you can tune in so uh there's your warning wandavision spoilers are incoming so uh first and foremost wonder up uh-huh uh, this has been hard to not talk about wandavision with you because i know that you only just watched it the other day and i watched yeah, it so- friday morning and <laughs> it's the first thing you did <laughs> you woke up Ran straight to the TV. You didn't even say hi to your 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 uh, your beautiful uh, soulmate or your beautiful child. You were like, no, no, Wandavision, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's crying in the background, and I'm like, Wandavision. <laughs> hey, babe, can you tell the baby to shut up? I'm watching Wandavision. <laughs> you got her right. Okay, cool. All right, thanks. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the first two episodes and thankfully they're pretty easy to absorb these two episodes cause they collectively clocked like 50 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah 40, 50 minutes. Um, they were about 20, 25 minutes per episode, including that, not including the credits, which were like three sets of credits <laughs> for, that lasted about five yeah, minutes. The credits each. were almost as long as the actual show. <laughs> um, but First and foremost, Wonder Rob, what did you yes. think of these these two episodes? What the the waiting is the longest part. Now we finally have WandaVision. Was was it worth the wait? Well, it's funny that you say the waiting was the worst part because that's the exactly what I said to my wife. We sat down and watched it. I even made us turn off all the lights. I was like, we're gonna recreate the movie experience, babe. <laughs> we didn't have any popcorn, but that's okay. We had our own snacks. But we turned in all the lights, turn it on, and right when the the opening sequence, the you know what I'm talking about, oh, the yeah. Marvel logo, came on, and I looked right in the face, and I said, "Can you believe the last thing we watched was Spider-Man: Far From Home?" And she was like, "Yeah, I guess she's <laughs> she's not into Marvel as much as I am. She just sort of tolerates it." Um, but what did I think of this, Shaf? Well, I thought it was crap that I didn't get to watch it sooner because <laughs> I loved it, Shaf. <laughs> it, it was pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Um, so of course. It was pretty much what I expected it to be in terms of the length. But, of course, Darth Vibber saw it ahead of time and confirmed that they're really leaning heavily into the sitcom motif. uh, So much including the length of the episodes. So, I mean, it was about, you know, give or take a few minutes, obviously. But about the same length of a, a classic sitcom that you would watch on Nick at Night. Which made for good absorption but also sort of upset me because what I really would want to do is wait till the whole thing is finished or had the whole thing's premiered and then watch it, but really watch it. Not just like when I say I'm going to watch it like the Mandalorian and then watch it six months later. <laughs> um, so it definitely left me wanting more Shaf, but I thought the, 
the campy humor in both episodes. I mean, yeah, it was cheesy, but it had me chuckling here and there for things that were going on. Um, a lot more lighthearted than you really think it's going to be. But of course, there's just little, there's little drops, there's little nuggets of like, I don't want to compare it to Black Mirror because it's not the same type of show, but it definitely sort of had that little, that feel to it. Just like little drops here and there. Like with um, the the person in the beekeeper outfit or the the red helicopter in the bush or the camera panning out from Wanda and then showing just somebody watching the TV. All you see is their hand, you know, sort of like claw on um, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, like, yeah. Just sort of like <laughs> that motif. Um, but overall, I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it, and they are easy to absorb. And I think I liked the second episode better than the first. I I have to agree with you. I think um, second episode is better only because there's more interactions with the other neighbors, and they're all kind of fun. Like especially uh, like when Vision <laughs> it takes a stick of of big red gum and accidentally swallows it, and then it like totally mucks up his like inner mechanics and he's acting like super drunk. That was such a fun <laughs> bit. It was such a fun bit. And I was like, drunk vision is my favorite vision. I think <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains some of your girlfriends. Zing. <laughs> I gotcha. I dunked it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, thanks for listening to us everybody that was our podcast (laughs) Uh, there will not be another one one. next week (laughs) because we're done the podcast (laughs) all his girlfriends have been hot that's what i'm saying um (laughs) come on that was too good of a joke to pass up anyway i i I don't blame uh, you i i liked when he swallowed the gum, I liked that they did the the cutaway shot of his inner workings was just like a little animation of gum, <laughs> like hand drawn animation, old school style. That really made me laugh. I liked that. Um, so the first episode is sort of framed and to, meant to mirror the uh, the styling of Dick Van Dyke's show or um, uh, I Love Lucy, yeah. and then. The second episode was sort of more geared towards like bewitched or something like that. So from the fifties to the sixties, uh, and then by the end of the episode of the second one, they actually start to turn into color versions of themselves. And you have to assume that they're going to be into like the seventies in the third episode. Not only that, but we find out that Wanda is pregnant and that's happened pretty dang quickly. Um, (laughs) of course, um, and through all throughout that second episode, they're like talking about that this talent show that they're doing is for the children, for the children. It's almost like cultic the way they're saying it. Um, and, and that's, and there's of, no children in the episode at all. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's not one kid in there. So we also see as Wonder Woman talking about the beekeeper, uh, we see the person watching Wanda from the TV screen. We hear, a voice on the radio that's sort of hijacking the signal, uh, trying to talk to Wanda and ask Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And we recognize that voice to be Randall Park uh, playing Jimmy Woo, who is an agent of (laughs) (laughs) S-Word. 
And so we... What's that? Shit. The S word. Yeah, S word. (laughs) Oh, sword, you mean. Yeah, right. (laughs) You're... You, you. You got me again. Um, so Classic yeah, so, shot. so we're seeing the eight, the sword agency, uh, and we might've seen sword at the end of, uh, far from home with Nick Fury being up there on that scroll station. Mm-hmm. Um, that might've been a sword, uh, station called the peak. We don't know for sure, but it might've been, um, but sword is taking a very vested interest in what's going on, uh, in the town of Westview and specifically what's going on with Wanda and, um, either they're controlling the, the experiment or they're trying to help Wanda out of the experiment or they don't know what's going on, but they're trying to solve the problem. I'm not quite sure. Do or you think stop her from doing it? Yeah. Do you think that, that Wanda is the one who has caused all of this to happen? Or do you think that she herself is being controlled as well? I I'm leaning more towards she's doing this. Because she's the one making the choices. Like at the end of the episode, or excuse me, episode two, where she sees the beekeeper and she goes, no. And then she just says, rewinds it and it all resets. And she's like, now nah, I'm pregnant and now we're in the 70s, bitch. Um, so I have, a, I have a feeling like this is more all her doing. Maybe she's coping with the, the loss of vision and... Uh, her brother or or something like that, but something sort of snapped with her and she's making this happen is what I, what I think is going on. Um, and people are trying to reach her or something like that. Or maybe people are keeping an eye on her because uh, S.W.O.R.D. in this instance, Shaf stands for a sent, sentient weapon, uh, something, something, something. Corrections department, get on it. Um, actually, <laughs> let me look what that means real quick. I'm just totally blanking on it. Sword acronym uh, Wanda Vision. I had this in front of me. Here we go. I got it. Let's Sentient weapon observation response observation. Division. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just really like had a real brain fart on that. Um, which would be really interesting if that's, if at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, as we all know, uh, Nick Fury, uh, although they don't say it straight up, they pretty much hint that sword is happening at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, but he's in outer space with the Skrulls. So I'd be really interested to see how these two are connected, if they even are. Um, just something to think about. Something to think about there, Shaf. Shafi. Now, here's the thing. I'm kind of on the other side of things. Like, I think that, yes, she's probably partially creating this illusion, but there are plenty of instances where, like, her neighbor, Agnes, like, knows more than than she's letting on. There's there's lines where she says things like, oh, look who it is, the star of the show. Like, like she's it's sort of she's sort of meta, like she's in it, but beyond it. And if Agnes is, in fact, playing Agatha, Agatha Harkness, uh, who in the comics sort of helped train and refine Wanda's witchy skills, um, then, then, you know, she's playing into this, but also we haven't seen her husband yet and, uh, Agnes's husband yet. And I think that that 
my guess, and I'm, I'm throwing this out here now. I think her husband mm-hmm. is Evan Peters, is my guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is a an amalgamation of Mephisto and Nightmare. And because there is a comic book storyline in which Mephisto is sort of trying to get Wanda to like putting her in a scenario to have kids. Like, so uh, this is sort of prompting all of that to happen. And there was a line where um, uh, Dottie, I think is her name in, in the show. She's the one who's like running the the talent show or whatnot. She says the devil's in the details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Agnes says to Wanda, that's, that's not, uh, that's not the only place he, where he is or something like that. Almost like she knows where he is like the devil and Mephisto yeah, being the devil. Be. Um, I, I just, I think there's more to it and that would be a massive, uh, villain in the Marvel universe who we have not seen in, uh, uh, well, he, we've not seen him in the MCU. We've seen him in, uh, the ghost rider movies of way back when, but could you imagine if (laughs) phase five starts or excuse me, phase four starting biggest movie in the the whole world, Avengers Endgame, (laughs) Thanos. And they're like, Oh, you thought it couldn't get any bigger than Thanos. Guess what? The fucking devil. (laughs) It's in WandaVision. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) That would be, that'd be dope. Like I, I've I've read those theories and they're they are intriguing, but I part of me is like, are they really just gonna go all out and be like, and here's Mephisto? <laughs> I now don't get me wrong, I would love it if they did that. But part of me is like, man, that seems like that's a real big swing <laughs> for right out of the gate. But you know what? The whole show's a real big swing. So I mean, we essentially got two comedy sitcoms. With just a little tiny bit of the MCU poking its head out. Yeah, yeah. Like in the commercials, for example. So, I mean, you got the little, t- the Stark Industries toaster commercial. Um, you got the watch commercial. Uh, Struger, is that what, what the guy's name Strucker, is? Strucker, um, Strucker. Strucker, that's what it is. Um, Who is the individual performing the experiments on Wanda and Pietro? Uh, with the Mind Stone, uh, with the little Hydra symbol on it. My wife, when she was watching with me, she goes, that's the Hydra symbol (laughs) when it it started. Um, So I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, I was like, "These, these things have to have some sort of significance, I would imagine, especially since they're the same actors in the commercials, both commercials. Do you think that more commercials are just going to be like things Wanda hates. Like the, the Stark bomb killed her family and Struger Strucker, whatever his name is, was the one doing experiments on them. So like, are there going to be more things that are like in these commercials where they're just the negative aspects of Wanda's life? Do you, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad theory. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm really interested to see where they go from with this. And right now these are just commercials, but there's no interaction with the commercials. Like, is there going to be sort of like a bleed through 
uh, in future episodes or is it going to be a standalone thing? Like, I'm not sure. Um, I also thought it was interesting and, and I don't know if it was intentional this way, but remember when, uh, spoilers for infinity war, when visions mindstone gets ripped out of his forehead and he turns totally gray, right? Yeah. Because he's powered down. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that the first time we see vision again on this show, he's, he's in black and white. Basically he's like a gray version of himself. Like that's the last hmm. memory that Wanda has of him is him going totally gray. So it's to me, like that seems like a natural, like jumping off point for her memory of him to be like, why it starts in the gray, why he starts, why they start in a black and white thing. I was trying that's to like, interesting. Yeah. I like it. It's a good theory. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Man, there's so much to unpack with this episode, these episodes, because there's all these little dark, like dark moments and like this, like sense of dread happening in the background. And you don't quite know what's going on, especially when in the first episode, when the boss is choking and they're both just sitting there while he's choking. And then the wife just keeps saying, knock it off. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Whatever she says. It's um, and that that sort of led me to believe that. Or that sort of fed into my theory that Wanda is doing all this because maybe maybe this person is being is put in this scenario against her will, right? She's saying, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop mm, it!" Okay, okay. Again, I don't. That's just my theory so far. We're only two episodes in, but I'm. I to me, it feels like Wanda is making this happen, and people are reacting. Is what it feels like. Mm. Also, I have a theory that at the end of the episode where you, it zooms out of and shows the television show on a TV and you get the the Inspector Gadget hand right there. Yeah. I'm just going to I have no evidence to back this up whatsoever, but I'm just going to make a guess that that is Darcy uh, returning from the Thor franchises into this series. Oh, that's my, OK. The Kat Dennings character. I'm predicting that that's her. Again, no evidence. But if it does end up being her watching the TV, just remember that your boy called it. <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 sounds about right. Um, there's a lot of visual references uh, to things. There's references to the Infinity Gauntlet. There's references to... Um, there's <laughs> In the comic books, there's a humanoid cow who raises Wanda and Pietro on Mount Wunga, Wunga Gore. Uh, and so there's like references to that character named Bova. Uh, there's references to Auntie Agatha or Auntie A's kitty litter. Um, there, it's just all sorts of stuff just like thrown throughout this. So I, I love it. Yeah. Now the beekeeper, some people are thinking that's aim. Some people are thinking that's sword. Some people are thinking it's aim and sword working together. Because they're trying to infiltrate the uh, the simulation. Yeah, they're thinking aim because be, the aim uh, henchmen are often referred to as beekeepers because they have those yellow suits on with the mm-hmm. the the hazard uh, hazard suit like hazmat suit masks and stuff. I don't think it's aim. I, I really don't. Um, I think that they're just trying to get into Wanda's pocket universe somehow. 
Now, why yeah. he has bees surrounding him, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Maybe it's something like, you know, when you're half awake, half asleep, like let's say you fall asleep with the TV on and you can hear what's going on on the TV in your dream and your dream sort of like bends to what's happening on TV. Does that make sense? Like, has that ever happened to you? Maybe it's a maybe it's a similar to that. Like she sees the guy in the beekeeper outfit come up, and her her scenario is just automatically bending to what that could be, and then she's like, "No, forget it," and then just stops. Mm. Isn't TV fun? Remember, oh, yeah. The, it's funny. I was about to say something that I just said to my wife last night after we watched this show. Uh, because it the same the same thought came up. So after after my wife and I watched the two episodes, my wife and I started unpacking everything that we watched and we were theorizing like what if it's this? What if it's this? And then I stopped us and I said, "Remember how much fun it was theorizing Marvel movies and we haven't had a Marvel movie in 2 years." And so we haven't been doing this and now we're just back to theorizing what we just saw. And I was about to say the same thing to you. Isn't it doesn't it feel good, Shaft, to just be back in the saddle theorizing about Marvel movies? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. what else I wanted to mention. Yeah, I think ultimately what I'm getting at is we got Monica Rambeau. We got to see her. Uh, obviously, yeah. she's part of the simulation, and she doesn't even realize it. Or at least she's making it seem like she doesn't know why she's there. She had a different name. They didn't refer to her as Monica Rambeau. That it was like Gladys or Glenda or something like uh, that. Gertrude. Geraldine. 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 Yeah, I knew it started with a G. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. And I wonder if maybe people if they pass through into her pocket universe, they forget. Maybe. Because we know her character is going to be involved in Captain Marvel. So maybe, I mean, there's going to be something, something to that. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I wonder if she gets her powers through all of this. That'd be interesting. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, maybe only time will tell my friend. Do you think Only that by the end tell. of this show that Vision survives or that this is strictly a, a, like her own um, manifestation and, he, and he's he's done after this? I, I really like the Vision as a character, but I don't think he should survive. I think he should be dead based on the the events and there's no go there's no go back sees. Uh, but it's all just in Wanda's head, and then when it's done, it's done. Is what I think will happen in a story that I like. But if he does come back, I won't be upset. Mm. Because he's too good of a character. Yeah, I, my issue, though, is with like Wanda controlling all of this, is she didn't really seem that um, messed up at the end of... Um, Endgame like at the, at the end of Endgame yeah at the end of Endgame she's talking with uh Clint and she kind of seems like she's got her stuff together like I'm not saying she's got it all figured out or I don't want to judge her based on whatever level of you know whatever like stage of grief she's experiencing but um 
She did, you know. Well, I don't know, man. She did get dusted, because so that's true. She, yeah, she really hasn't spent that much time. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. She evaporated and then came back and then immediately was thrown into a big battle and then was at Tony Stark's funeral. And that was it. Like, I don't know that she's really had a whole lot of time to process what's happened. I just had this crazy idea. What if Wanda went to like a therapist after all this to sort of like process the grief? And what if the therapist is actually like the lady who's playing this Agnes role? And so she's manipulated this to get Wanda in the, um, you know, in her laying on the laying on that, you know, the chair or whatever and con, you know confessing everything and then gets her into like a hypnosis. And then all of this is manifesting from the hypnosis and she's like sort of controlling it from the inside and the outside. That'd be kind of cool. So like, that'd be kind of cool. So it's, so Wanda is in control of it cause it's her own imagination, but because of Agnes being like her own super powered, like abilities or whatnot, she's helping to sort of make this more real or she's helping sort of control and guide Wanda a certain way or another. And maybe she's being controlled by somebody else. Uh, who knows? I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Only time will tell, man. We get seven more episodes. Uh, they're coming out pretty much every week. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you can expect every Friday from, uh, here on out for the next seven weeks. We're going to have new episodes. So, uh, I think, I think what we should do, Shaf, is we should, we should sort of keep quiet on the WandaVision front from here on out. Just enjoy it weekly to weekly, but then let's let's circle back. Let's do a, a WandaVision uh, uh, rewind, or we'll come up with a nice name for it. But when the series is over, let's do an official review. On the I show. love it. I love it. I also love it. See, that's why we're best friends, Shaf. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So well, then if there's nothing else, uh, any final thoughts on WandaVision before we close out? I'm. I'm just I'm happy we got Marvel content back. And we're going to have pretty much a steady stream of Marvel content for the rest of the year, fingers crossed. Gosh, Shortly so after amazing. this show's over, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be kicking into gear. We're going to get Black Widow again in theory. We're going to get Black Widow Loki's this year, I think. Um Eternals is this year. Um And Shang-Chi. I feel like there's even more. Shang-Chi, I think Shang-Chi, is Shang-Chi this year or is that going to be next year? I don't know. But it feels like we're... Oh, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3 is this year, again, supposedly. Um, So we're going to have a a heck of a lot of content. So fingers crossed. Or Wait, no, Spider-Man 3 isn't this year, is it? No, it is. It's supposed to be. Is it supposed to be this year? Correction Department, get on that. Uh, That's four things, buddy. We got to make content for next week. That's what we're doing here. Always making content. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I'm just happy it's back. I'm happy we're we're back into the the groove of things with some Marvel content. Oh my gosh, it feels so good. Welcome back, Marvel. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you. If you're looking to find us on social media, maybe you're already finding uh, following our uh, Geek So to Speak account, but you want to know what's going on in our our personal lives. Uh, you can follow Wonder Rob at Wonder Rob W O N. D-E-R-R-O-B. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking to find me, follow me. That's at Shoff V-O. That's S-H-O-F-F-V as in voice, O as in over. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. 
And uh, definitely don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to review. Uh, we have uh, great geek content coming uh, every single week. And uh, next week is no exception. Uh, we're really excited. We ha- did not really review this show when it first came on the air for season one, but season two is about to start and it's bringing in an entirely new person to play the part of Batwoman. So we're going to be uh, diving into season two, uh, episode one of Batwoman, and we're going to find out all about the, the, the new Batwoman. So very excited about that. Um, but with that, we hope that you'll tune in. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Have a good one, everybody. You guys are fucking lame. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't think of anything to say. So what's happening with the TV show? You come up with anything? No, nothing. What if they have salsa on the table? What do you need salsa for? Salsa is now the number one condiment in America. Do you know why? Because people like to say salsa. Excuse me, do you have any salsa? We need more salsa. Where's the salsa? No salsa. You know, it must be impossible for a Spanish person to order salsa and not get salsa. I wanted salsa, not salsa. Don't you know the difference between salsa and salsa? You have the salsa after the salsa. This should be the show. This is the show. What? Yes. Just talk. Yeah, right. I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> no story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? Remember when we were waiting for, for that table in that Chinese restaurant that time? That could be a TV show. And who's on the show? Who are the characters? I could be a character. You? Yeah, you base a character on me. So on the show, there's a character named George Costanza? Yeah. What, there's something wrong with that? I'm a character. People are always saying to me, you know, you're quite a character. And who else is on the show? Elaine could be a character. Kramer. Now, he's a character. <laughs> so everybody I know is a character on the show. Right. And it's about nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're saying I go into NBC and tell them I got this idea for a show about nothing. We go into NBC. We? Since when are you a writer? What writer? We're talking about a sitcom. You want to go with me to NBC? Yeah, I think we really got something here. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. So we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. (laughs) 